Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My name's Catherine Carr, and this is season two of Relatively, the podcast all about potentially the longest relationships of your life. Oh, that's a good question. I'll be bringing siblings together to talk about the connections they have as adults, as well as what it was like growing up together. This week, we're talking to the England netball stars, sisters Sasha and Kadeem Corbin. If it ever comes into Olympics and I've retired, believe me, I'll come out retirement. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll also talk to them separately to get a more private take on the relationship. To have the shared dream, I felt a bit of kind of pressure just to make sure I was always doing the best I could be so that Kadeem could also do the same. Even now, I ask her for so many different things. I'm like, can you help me with, can you help me? And she's always there. So, um, yeah, she's my rock. Brothers and sisters are never straightforward. Sasha and Kadeen come from sporting stock. Their dad, Algernon, played second 11 cricket for Glamorgan. And as a girl, their mum competed against Tessa Sanderson on the running track. The girls were sporty from a young age, doing gymnastics to a high level before taking up netball at secondary school, both eventually representing England. We talk about that, about the pain of injury, about not being selected when your sister is, about competitiveness and what it means to share a dream. But Kadeen started by putting me straight on a very important detail. I know for exact thing it's three years and eight months. (laughs) Does it matter that eight months? It does matter because when, like, it looks like some years it looks like when I turn a certain age, it's like a four year gap, but it's not a four year gap. It's a three years and eight months gap. (laughs) I don't remember her arriving per se, but I do remember her always being like a handbag on my (laughs) mum. What do you mean? She just would not let go of my mum. I definitely was on my mum's hip the whole time. Never really liked to come away from my mum's side. Wherever she was, I was. Sasha was always the runner. She ran everywhere. She was the energetic one. My mum could never catch her up, but it was just me there on the side. (laughs) (laughs) When Sasha described your early childhood, it sounds like, she kind of and I don't mean this to take anything away from you but it sounds like as the runner she was like off exploring and um, investigating options and then would be kind of hey Kadeen come and try this thing does that sound right 
Yeah, no, that definitely is the thing. Um, she always tried something first. If she liked it, she will come and get me and we'll try it as well. It was like about bringing Kadeem in on everything that I was doing. <laughs> so whether that be dance, gymnastics, practicing moves, anything, I would get her involved and she would have no say in the matter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, the, are you slightly bossy, Sasha? <laughs> uh, not really, you know. I think I'm quite persuasive. But yeah, if I have something that I want to do and I feel like you need to be a part of it, I will try and get her involved. And it's kind of the same today. <laughs> I was always the guinea pig of everything. So if she saw something that she could potentially throw me in the air or, you know, we used to do this thing where she would lie on her back and I will lie on my front on her legs and then like try and act like I'm flying so we always try things we'll always see if we could you know get into a handstand or who could do a back summy by themselves it was always something that she could try and then she'll say come along let's do it <laughs> yeah do you think that she wanted to catch up or I think so I think there was a bit of yeah Sasha's doing this so I can do it too but that came later. I'd say when we were younger and we were doing gymnastics quite full time. So it would be like primary school. We'd finish school and we'd go straight to gym and we'd be there for like three hours. Because Kadeem was younger, she would actually probably would have been better because she's smaller. And obviously you get in the skills of that much younger age. So she actually went further in her gymnastics than I did because I started to change. My body started to change and I felt a bit funny and I was getting heavier and it meant that I needed to kind of you know give up gymnastics and when I went to secondary school that's when kind of all the other sports came into fruition more in terms of athletics and netball and I loved it and things were progressing for me quicker there and that's when I think Kadeem would have been a bit more like oh she's doing this she's making England systems I, I want to do this too so I think it kind of worked that way. Do you look up to her still in that same oh, way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's been my inspiration of life in general. She's, when it comes to sport, I've seen her grow in, you know, her ability and things that she's been through when it comes to like her injuries, deselections and stuff like that. I've seen the bounce back. I've seen the determination to just be better and it just makes me want to be like that as well. And how would you, I mean, you, you called Kadeen, you know, the handbag when she was little. How would you describe her now? Kadeen is a super ambitious, hardworking individual. She's a mother at heart. Like, she's also got a bit of a hard exterior when she's super passionate about something but super soft on the inside like so caring make sure everyone's on task a true leader definitely no one's handbag she's holding <laughs> herself up by herself super strong and so inspiring and how do you think she would describe you <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one to her <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> obviously growing up I've seen her do so much and I've always wanted to be like her even now I ask her for so many different things. I'm like, can you help me with, can you help me? And she's always there. So um, yeah, she's my rock. She said, um, when I asked 
her to describe you, she said, oh, my gosh, you're just like a mum at heart. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah, true? I, yeah, that is literally my trait. I'm such a organisation freak. I have to make sure, <laughs> like, we both have a calendar that is linked to each other because we need to know where each other are so we don't keep asking those questions of, are you free this time? Are you free that time? It's like, actually, we've got a sync of what we're doing so I know exactly what to do, when to do it, um, and how to do it, really. And do you organise her a bit? Sometimes, for sure. <laughs> I'm definitely her organiser. She will be like, what are we doing? I'm like, have you even looked at the calendar? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, okay, so we need to be leaving by this time. So it gives us a little buffer. So then we can make sure we're, if we get stuck in traffic. I'm always like that. That's, that's literally me. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely true I mean you, you can't be unorganised with this one because she will put you in your place <laughs> if you are not on time or if you don't remember a certain thing on a certain date <laughs> she's she's the one that will be like here it is and she'll put links and everything to show the evidence <laughs> of everything <laughs> so yeah she's that person so how quickly did you have sort of national success? At what age were you called to represent the country in something? Yeah, it was very early, I must say. I was, you know, just in secondary school. I started off as in a PE lesson doing um, netball and I loved athletics at the same time. And it got to a point where my teacher was like, yep, you should go forward and, you know, trial for your county. And so I did. And I'm literally, I think around 15 I was kind of scouted to for like potential talent for England in netball and I was trialing for the England under 17s but ended up competing for the England under 19s at the age of 15. So mm. I was very young in that setup and then the year later I ended up being asked to trial for the England under 21s while I was still 16. And, and so that was like a whirlwind it just kind of happened and my sister was there the entire time like she came to Florida where we had the World Youth Cup and she was there. She wasn't competing because she hadn't picked up netball really at that point and was just, yeah, kind of saw everything and was like, yeah, I think she, that was the point where she probably would have wanted to do it more. Mm. Yeah. And when did she join you then? When when did you become this kind of duo? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because our, our age groups are so separate. Um like we never saw each other because when I finished secondary school, I went off to university and that's when Kadeem would have kind of been going into like year nine. And then when I had finished university, that's when Kadeem was going to university. So we never got to see each other on the netball court at all. When, no, she was kind of in between, I think it's like mid uni that we ended up making the senior team together. And that was a moment because it was like all these years we hadn't played with each other. And finally, you know, we get to, to wear the dress and compete for the country together. So that was a real moment. I had this sort of idea that once you joined her kind of in the senior team, let's say, and you sort of reached a similar level and those three years and eight months melted away, <laughs> that the big, the big sister, little sister thing might have vanished too, especially because you know, you achieved selection for the Commonwealth and she didn't. And that kind of upends the big sister, little sister dynamic. But maybe it doesn't. No, um, you know, she will always be my big sister. And that is just the truth of it. Um, irrelevant of the successes um, and, the you know, the unsuccesses that we've had. 
that will always still remain. Um, I, yeah, being selected for the Commonwealth Games and she won in 2018 was probably the hardest of the period of like how I felt. I was down as a training partner. I still had to put my best foot forward just in case there was an injury. I still needed to be focused. I needed to be there for the team. And so I, that was the role I took and that was the role that I did, was going to do to the best of my ability, even when it did hurt. Obviously, knowing when she left, that was like a piece of me that had gone. Like, I felt like, <laughs> you know, when she, she's my right hand, left hand, or whatever hand it is, she's there. And I feel like when she had left, it just felt like a piece of me had gone. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was always going to make sure that my sister was, you know, I wanted her to be good. I wanted her to be in the right mind frame. I wanted her to play the best she could. I wanted the team to do well. I knew we were in a great position to win that competition. So it was important that I played my role correctly. Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough. I'm not gonna say it was easy. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here. Like, but I'm not here. It was tough. It was definitely a difficult period. Um, but I just, I'm just saying in terms of knowing that, you know, I had no control over that section mm. and that's fine. I'm gonna do what I can do in the role that I have. Like, it sounds like you're incredibly resilient. And I guess, you know, sports women at your level, you're supported with people providing you with psychological support and stuff, but you have to do quite a difficult job of being, okay, I'm a sportswoman at this level, top of my game. I understand the psychology. I cannot control this. But at the same time, you know, the handbag is going to the Commonwealth and mm. um, I would like to go too. And I'm not saying I want you just to say, oh God, it was really, really difficult, but that's quite a hard mental separation to make with someone yeah. who's who's your kind of right-hand girl because I was there I mean I was there up until the day that we went into the until they went into the camp that that meant that the competition was starting so the part that became ultra real was the goodbyes so mm. when I was saying bye to the team when I gave my sister the last hug and she broke down she <laughs> She breaks down, I break down, the team breaks down. Um, it was just a real sense of heartbreak, the fact that, you know, I'm having to come home, I'm, I'm not living the dream which I wanted to and what I've worked for and a half, five years, six years, eight years <laughs> to be there. Um, and so, yeah, of course, it was extremely difficult, but I guess that's just performance sport at times. Yeah, you would know that more than me, absolutely. <laughs> But then I then had to think about, OK, she's not here, but what can I do to make her feel like she is here? And what was there was the name on the back of my dress. I wasn't just doing it for me. I wasn't doing it just for the team. I was doing it for my family, knowing, you know, the Corbin name is still there. And I had that piece of me that was taking me through every game, every step, every way. And that's what made me feel much more um, focused, but also knowing that she was still there with me. That's incredible. And also, I thought you were going to say, this shows how selfish <laughs> I am. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know, when she left and it was sad, you had to then somehow find confidence in yourself or being by yourself that perhaps you'd lent on her for a little bit before but actually you, you're much more self selfless than me and you were thinking about her rather than thinking about yourself there's still an emotion part to it 
So I can't ever forget it. Mm. That was the hardest emotion I've ever felt irrelevant of you know the highest emotion of winning the the games it was that was like a piece of me it was a piece it felt like a heart my heart had broken but on another thing it was like it repaired itself with how much I knew she was still there because of how much we communicate I spoke to her every day Mm. irrelevant of the time it might have been 3 a.m in the morning and it was three o'clock in the afternoon in London like it was she was always there and I know that's, that's the type mm. of sister that I've always, always looked up to. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's it like kind of sharing an ambition or a dream with your sibling? You've just got one sibling, right? And there's one, at this point, one quite focused dream. Is it just helpful or is it helpful but has issues? So firstly, I, there, there's, it's me and my sister for my mum and dad, and then my dad has two other, um, we have half sister, half brother as well. That's okay. Um, and when we were growing up, was, was there like rivalry or anything like that? Not really. I think we did just want each other to do well, like in everything. And to have the shared dream, I felt a bit of kind of pressure just to make sure I was always doing the best I could be so that Kadeem could also do the same. I think it's amazing. It's so amazing because you're going through the exact same thing and you know how to, like for for her, for me, it's like we're we're always pushing each other. We know how when you're at your 100% best, this is what it looks like. We want to get, I'm getting you there and we're going to make it there together. And I knew I wanted to play with her one day because I knew she was that good. It was just when, how, and (laughs) if. (laughs) So the fact that we kept talking about it, kind of speaking it into existence, the family was so supportive and wanting it to happen that I think we just worked hard and then it just kind of happened later. It really came a lot later than we would have thought, but Mm. it did happen. I just love the fact that we can share these moments together 
winning, losing, getting to the championship, winning trophies, like all of that is such an amazing feeling that you get to share with a sibling that potentially some other people don't ever get. And I know that I can just talk about anything and we'll be on the same page. I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world. Because <laughs> looking from the outside, it could, you know, I, I, I bet you get asked a lot about jealousy and competitiveness. And yeah. my question was going to be whether it can sometimes just be a bit much, a bit intense, but it sounds the opposite. No, we've got, a, we've got the right balance, I think. When we're on court, we push each other to the best that you can be. And I know this is something that I absolutely hate when it's in training. I actually hate being marked by Sasha because she's so tough. Um, and every time she does, I'm like, oh my God, why? But it's because she's so tough that she can get the best out of me. The competitive side only came when we played against different teams and our parents had to, you know, pick a side of who whose team they're supporting. So when Sasha played for Mavericks and I played for Team Bath, it was always like, oh, who's going to win? So our parents always had that, I don't know who to support, but I'm going to support netball. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I am happy with is that we don't play the same position. <laughs> now that would... Now that would be that would be competition. <laughs> I I don't know if your mum did this, but I imagine at some stage did she not slightly manipulate that to happen right from the beginning <laughs> because she could have opened up a world of pain for herself. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's just so it's so funny because we both started in a defensive circle, so we could potentially could have been in the same position. But knowing that I had a growth spurt and Sasha didn't quite have a growth spurt. Um, she ended up in the midcourt area, which is predominantly the speedy attackers, not necessarily the tallest, but they are, you know, the ones that can get free from anything. And then there's me who had a little bit of a growth spurt, but I found a new love for the shooting side. So, and Sasha don't have the eye for a shot. So, you know, she will say she has, <laughs> but I definitely have it out of the two of us. <laughs> nobody's career and nobody's sporting career certainly is kind of just a smooth trajectory from now we're playing for, for sure. England and off to glory you know things beset you injury and disappointment yeah. and not being selected and stuff I know that you've both had quite serious injuries during your career what injuries did you have and how did being sisters in those moments of real upset work yeah that's a good question I have had some terrible injuries um I ruptured my Achilles tendon and it took nine months to kind of get back to being on court so that was quite tough in 2009 we were both injured at the same time um she did her Achilles I did my ACL when I did my ACL she was walking and starting to jog again and then I did mine and then it was like the whole household was just injury based it was just really like a sad time, just both being in agony. And we kind of shared the same pain throughout our careers at different times as well. But this one in particular, we were together and it was just tough, like just trying to get through it and trying to be each other's rocks. But at the same time, it was still quite separate. It's really weird. There's that thing with being injured from sports. Everybody else's shared experience about injury and recovery is sort of helpful, but it's so specific to your knee and your ligament and your this is body. It. 
isn't it? I, I, I agree. I agree. No, no injury is the same. And it's about being focused and having goals and making sure you have a physio and being on task and not being too down all the time, having those moments, but still being able to bounce back and, and socialize and see where you want to get to and how you want to get back because having those goals was so important to the recovery. Mm. At the time when it happened, the, the hurt and everything that I felt when she was howling on the floor, on the court, the reason why I ran onto court to stop her from, you know, screaming just because I know to tell her that I'm here and I understand. Oh, her, her sympathy, her empathy, her love, like everything was just pouring out, like anything I needed. From that day, it was like, all right, you can stay in my bed. I will help you with everything with the step. What do you need? I became like the carer, the mum. I cooked for her. I made sure she had the ice. I made sure she had... The tablets I was taking to the injection I had to, to do to... You know the the series that I had to that she said I she said I should be watching to keep myself up. Like honestly, I think she nailed it. She was more of a mum, just because I think she'd been through it so kind of recent. It was quite difficult, and I don't know what I would have done if she wasn't there. To be honest. So tell me a little bit about your parents and their influence. While I've got you together, which of your parents do you think was kind of perhaps more formative, or did they work as a a team or bring something different to the inspiration party for you guys yeah so I think they definitely brought something different so my dad was more of a doer because he was so much into his cricket and still is he was that person that showed the passion the grit the determination everything that you kind of want from an athlete through like what he was doing but yet my mother was probably more of the a person that would just definitely get us to the places we needed to be at if we were upset before going yeah. in or whatever it was. She was that pep talk to to keep us going even when we weren't sure. Yeah, for sure. So they definitely had different different roles. And also she was a PE teacher, right? So I was thinking about being selected to play for the county and the region and all of that. She understood the system of progression through sport. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> She was definitely that person and it was just interesting because although we chose netball, she will always say that we should have done athletics because <laughs> she loved she loved athletics. She knew she loved netball as well, but I think it was just the fact that she'd done it and she felt like athletics were a bit more forward in terms of where they were going. You could go to the Olympics. It was just a bit more of a spectacle and she wanted probably that for us more. Um, but she definitely understood stood the journey and um, was able to help throughout that. Yeah. Mm. And there is that s- slight frustration, I, I mean, slight, it's probably underestimating it, the frustration with netball and its recognition and the fact it's not an Olympic sport. How does that sit with you now, with your ambitions for your sporting careers? Um, I think one day it will get to the Olympics, but for where we're at now, knowing that it's obviously not there yet, it's about what's the next step and what's the highest step. So for us is, you know, making to a World Cup because we both have never been to a World Cup. So I think if it ever comes into Olympics and I've retired, believe me, I'll come out retirement. And does this sporting career, finally, does it feel like a kind of 
wild adventure because it sounds to me I know it's professionalized and it's a career and it's structured and everything but it also sounds incredibly exciting as something to do with your sister yeah no it's really exciting I think to be able to well we live so close together (laughs) we jump in the same car we're pretty much in the same bubble right now because of the pandemic we travel to training we do everything (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I I wouldn't, <laughs> if I think about doing it by myself, it's so hard. When you're in a in a performance sport, because you, you know you have to perform, you know you have to turn up every single game, you know you have to make sure you're on time to train. But just that little edge of you just make it fun because you have a little perk in your step because I have Sasha by my side, I feel like... You perform, but you're also performing with the fun that you have also growing up. And if we hadn't been through what we've been through, I don't know what what that would have looked like. Thank you to Sasha and Kadeen. And thank you too for listening. So I wonder if there's a song as well that you guys, maybe it's your kind of get pumped song or maybe it's a chill out after training song or something that takes you back to when you were little doing gym. We loved every type of music back in the day. When we're really pumped and hyped and really excited, we go to a bit of soca, which is a bit of our Caribbean background. Now we're all like London grime, like pumping up for the game. (laughs) I know there's one song by the Isley Brothers. It's called Busted. I take the male role, Sasha takes the female role. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny about that is it makes me think of you as kind of... You know that age with your sisters when you make up dance routines and stuff, like 12. Yes, that is exa- <laughs> it makes me think of you. Yeah, as- that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes, yes, that is exactly, that is our life. <laughs> Next week, Susie and Steve Fletcher from the cult BBC hit The Repair Shop on grief, free-range childhoods and how growing up helps you understand your own parents' struggles. To find out more about the podcast, to see some really sweet pictures of all the guests we've had on both seasons, including Sasha and Kadeen, please head to relativelypodcast.com. Safe inside, only your mom's too proud. Your brother's ignoring you. You still feel safe inside. Oh, was it solo? Was it yesterday? Was it true for you? Cause while all the rest had taken time, this didn't do enough for you. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.